and welcome to 31 Days of Terror, day number 20. And I have three spooky stories for you today, and story number one comes from Miranda. Recently, I had an interesting experience with a dream. In the dream, I was at an upcoming sixth form barbecue in a garden. The surroundings and people's faces were blurred and unclear. My mum, who I vaguely felt was with me for some reason, led me over to the back of the garden where there was a trestle table covered in blurry vinyl records. I spent a while looking at the records, my back to the rest of the action. Suddenly I heard a crash behind me and through the fence of the garden burst a man in a 1920s style black and red cylindrical racing car, seemingly feverish. Strangely, although everything else in the dream was blurry, this man and his car were extremely clear with incredible detail to his face. It was almost like when photographers blur out the background of a photo to focus on one subject. He seemed as if he had rushed to get there, and even in the dream I remember thinking how out of place and strange he was. I felt I had to talk to him, but I could not. The man was distinctive, tanned with long, brown, slightly matted-looking hair, a large nose, and a bare, muscular torso beneath a matching red and black leather jacket. Looks-wise, he was not the sort of person you see every day, and did not look like anyone I knew. Before I could reach him, the dream ended abruptly and I awoke. The day after I had the dream, my dad asked me to come with him to an unfamiliar part of town where he was going to collect an eBay order. He had told me it was a part for something he was building. On the journey, which took us mainly through long, leafy roads, I did not see a single person. Until... As we were driving slowly down a deserted country lane, I saw a man. He was walking along, staring intently at me through the car window until we passed him. Although this was perhaps because I was also staring at him. It was the exact, very distinctive man from my dream, even down to his bare torso and identical long, brown and matted hair. A man I had never seen in real life before. He was missing the jacket and the car, as he was dressed in heavy black boots and knee-length black flappy shorts. It was unmistakably him, though. For some reason, I didn't feel surprised. I just met his gaze and we drove by. My dad saw him, too, and remarked that it was a strange place to walk in the heat. We reached the eBay house and my dad went inside alone. It turned out he had surprised me with a record player, which, of course, I was very happy about. I should add that although there was a surprise that I was not expecting, I did really want one and already had a collection of records, so it was not completely random. Perhaps it was just a coincidence. But it seemed like the man wanted to, and for some reason, tell me that I was getting a record player by bursting into my dream as I was looking at the records, as strange as that sounds. As someone who is very interested in psychic and paranormal things, I like to think that I have very occasional and slightly useless psychic ability. Another small tale of my short-distance psychic powers is when I watched the TV programme Catchphrase for the first time when I was about 14. After getting the gist of it, I had a very strong image in my mind that the next video clue was going to be, for the very weak catchphrase, palm tree, and it was going to be the trunk of a tree with human hands as the leaves. The video played, and it was exactly what I imagined. Oh, I loved Catchphrase so much. Catchphrase is so good. So if you're not in the know, I don't know if there's like 
an American version or a version outside of the UK and Ireland. But Catchphrase was a TV show where you would be shown visual representations of famous sayings or phrases. And sometimes it would be really weak, like something like palm tree, which isn't even a phrase. It's just a thing. Anyway, and you'd have to guess what the famous phrase or uh, word was based on the pictures. And it was so good. The minute I realised that I had a a short distance psychic ability that was centred around catchphrase, get me on that TV show. Get me on the TV show and I'm going to win a couple of hundred quid or whatever it is. I think the the prize money was pretty, pretty small. Definitely when it was on in the 90s. I think there's also a revamp of catchphrase. Um, This podcast is now a podcast dedicated to catchphrase apparently how strange that you dreamed about that man like I thought this story was going to go somewhere you were like I saw a picture of that man and he was like a distant relative no he was a man that was just in your dream and then you saw him the next day what if this man had like amazing psychic abilities and actually what happened was he was in your vicinity as in in your local area and he somehow accidentally infiltrated your dream because he had psychic ability and you've got this short distance psychic ability maybe that's what it was also he sounds like a bit of a legend crashing into a party in a car like that dressed like that what a legend and story number two comes from charmley my house was built in the late 1800s so therefore it is pretty creepy this occurred in lockdown of 2020 It started while I had COVID, so I'm not sure if I was hallucinating or not, but on to the story. I was sitting in my room watching TikTok, as your average person would be, when I started hearing a tap, tap, tap coming from the back wall of my closet. I was almost shitting myself and I ran out into the living room, where sitting in her favourite spot was my great-grandma with my cat. The only thing is, that just as I had seen her sitting there, I was about to go and hug her, and I suddenly remembered that she lived across the country, so that couldn't have been her. I stopped dead in my tracks when my phone rang and my grandmother was in hysterics on the other side of the phone, saying, She's gone, she's gone. I dropped my phone, said fuck that, and sonicked the fuck out of there. I believed that she was coming to say goodbye for the last time, and the tapping on my wardrobe was my deceased cat, because that was his favourite place to chill out. So before you run away like me, please remember to say that you love the person. I don't care who it is, if it's a person that I love to the ends of the earth, I'm running away. I'm running away. I know that you are not physically there, so I am running. I'm either running from my own hallucinations, I'm running from my own declining mental health, or I'm running from the paranormal. Either of those three things, I'm running from. And I know that when people are sick and also depending on how an illness impacts them, like depending on how COVID impacts you, like people are known to hallucinate when they're feeling well, when they spike a fever, whatever it is. But that sounds like a weirdly, perfectly timed hallucination for it to be a hallucination, you know? Sounds like your great-grandmother just came to say goodbye. And story number three comes from Sean. I'm part of a large Irish family. My parents came over to England in the 1950s to find work. My father was from Derry and my mother was a girl from Cork. They found each other in a textile factory, married and settled in Bradford in West Yorkshire. Like any good Irish Catholic family, they had a large horde of children. I'm the youngest of nine. I have seven older brothers and a sister. So you can imagine the madness in the house with 11 people all crammed in together. Think of Home Alone the night before the Paris trip, but in a council house. We survived by eating Irish stew, fish and chips, eggy bread and chip and crisp sandwiches. 
Most meals originated from a bag of spuds. We spent many a night trying to scare each other and one of my favourite memories was when we recounted endless ghost stories around the fire on a winter's night. Better still when mum couldn't pay the electricity bill and we'd get out the candles, torches and duvets and sink into the cosy atmosphere with Mickey my whippet at our feet and spent hours talking about ghostly goings on, toasting bread on the gas fire in the front room. Father, mother, seven boys aged from 17 to 6 years old, Maria my sister, with a potato gun, you didn't want to go near her room, she would shoot your toes from under the door. Me being the baby listening to the fascinating but terrifying tales of our family ghostly experiences. There was not enough seats for us all, so I would just sit on the floor snuggled next to the dog, feeling the warmth of the fire and eagerly awaiting the next spooky true tale. One of the most eerie stories was Maria's story of her experience with the dancing ghost. One evening, Maria was around 15 years old. She was the only sibling with her own room. She was lying on her bed, reading her Just 17 magazine and listening to her Kate Bush album quietly on her record player. This was long before Stranger Things. And this was also written in March, long before she was used in that show. It was 11pm at night and most of the house were asleep. Maria had just left school so had become a bit of a night owl and would usually be known to be down in the kitchen for a midnight nocturnal snack at any godforsaken hour. Maria had wild brown curly hair and was often mistaken for her pop idol Kate Bush. She heard her mother shouting from the two doors down the corridor. Maria, what are you doing? Get back into your bed and stop being silly. My sister sat up, confused, and yelled back, What are you talking about? I am in bed. Her mother yelled back, Just stop messing around, will you? Maria shook her head and laid back on her pillow, assuming it was one of her younger brothers playing a trick on their mother. The bedroom door pushed itself open. Maria sat up. She was about to warn her brother from entering her space. She knew her mother couldn't have made it from her own bedroom in those brief few seconds. The temperature dropped in the room and she knew something was not quite right. She watched as the door to her room kept opening and was stuck frozen when a young girl in a white dress appeared at the door. The girl moved back and forward as if she was dancing to music. The girl held out her arms, her wrists held out like a puppet on a string. She moved back and forth, her arms moving up and down, stretching out in front of her. Maria was frozen in fear. She couldn't move her body. Her mind was trying to encourage her to get off the bed and run, but where she would run to if her legs worked. The girl was blocking the only escape. Maria watched as the girl stared at her, transfixed, still moving her arms and shoulders to the music. She was approaching slowly in a shuffling motion, getting closer and closer to the bed. The room felt like a freezer and Maria tried to cry out. Her mouth was open, but nothing would come out. She tried to scream, but only quiet whimpers escaped her mouth. Mum! Mum, help me! Mum! No sound was coming out. The ghost girl drew closer to her on the bed and picked up each of Maria's wrists in her ghostly hands. She then just smiled and moved Maria's arms up and down like some eerie ghost dance. The ashen-faced girl just smiled and danced. Seconds later, the ghost was gone and Maria was no longer paralysed. She jumped off the bed and ran into our mother's bedroom in utter terror. She sat on the edge of our mother's bed, shaking in shock. 
The next day, my mother explained that she had seen a girl with long flowing brown hair peeking into her room in the dark of night several times and assumed it was my sister. Our mother explains the girl was just staring at her as she slept, one eye peeking around the door. My sister examined herself the next morning and there were two purple bruises around her wrists where the nightly visitor had held her and forced her into her ghostly dance. Years later, my sister swears all of this is true. This story just made me feel really warm and fuzzy until we got to the dancing goat bit, at which point I was not feeling warm and fuzzy at all. I just love that, obviously, your parents didn't have very much money, but instead of putting it on to the kids and being like, oh, we can't pay the electricity bill, so it's a big drama, it was like, okay... Can't pay the electricity bill, but we'll turn it into something really positive. Get the candles out, make toast on the fire, tell ghost stories. Oh, it just wrapped me in warm coziness. And all of the food that you just described, stew, fish and chips, eggy bread, crisp sandwiches. Like those are all my go-to comfort foods when I'm missing home, when I'm feeling like, oh, I just need to be looked after a little bit. I always go back to like, childhood comfort Irish meals anyway that besides all of that uh love that your sister had a potato gun that she was shooting every wind because those things used to hurt potato guns they were very annoying Maria's story on its own right sounds like a case of sleep paralysis really extreme case really extreme case of sleep paralysis and also I don't think we've ever really had stories where sleep paralysis have caused physical injuries. Like waking up in the morning and having bruises around your wrists, that's terrifying. Terrifying. But the fact that her ma was seeing this girl peeping her head around the corner and thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, Maria, like stop playing a prank on me. And that whole visual of this puppety dancing ghost crawling up the bed and using Maria's arms to dance. That's a big old no-go for me. What a great story. Absolutely loved it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Miranda, Charmley and Sean for sending in your stories. Remember, if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for extra content, you can sign up to patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you next time.